So I was hit by a car at 21. So I was just kind of just becoming a grown up person, like just learning how to do the world. And it was all really very active. And now I can't do lots of active things. But so I just make a point to read as much as I can, be just like learn as much as I can, help people as much as I can. And just savor all the beautiful things in life it's just everything's so so gorgeous and everything's so like, wonderful when you sit down and you watch it and you just see the world happening and it's amazing that it works and that we're alive in this instant I just appreciation it's just what one of the things I do all the time to overcome you must educate Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we're speaking with Harriet Barnsley. Harriet is a survivor. Being hit by an automobile at 100 miles, 101 mile an hour, that's traumatic and surviving it coming out of it that is something that has a story behind it harriet could you please introduce yourself let people know just a little more about you please yeah so hi i'm harriet barnsley i'm 29 and i live in birmingham in england in the uk um I was yeah hit by a car as a pedestrian over 100 miles an hour the day after I finished my degree in philosophy. So I was 21 years old. I woke up from a month on coma to find out that my oldest best friend had been killed standing who was stood next to me on that night and that I would need a wheelchair for life. And then, so it's been eight years, I've had, and then I've had eight years of recovery Five years into the recovery, I developed mental health issues, developed psychosis, thought I was dead and ended up getting sectioned and put into hospital twice. Um, and now I'm doing really well and the happiest I've ever been and kind of just want to share it as a kind of you can cope with whatever life there is at you because you can, even if that is yeah. a car you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally uh mm. that you know that is something to deal with and it, it's amazing that you're alive so there must be purpose to that what do you see coming out of that and going through that do you find more purpose and more reason why you're here out of going through that um, 
I find it's clarified things. Yeah, it's 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 made as because becoming dis I became disabled, but my sister was born disabled, so I already had quite a good idea of what the disabled world was. But I was chatting about it this to my friends at wheelchair tennis, and they were saying, you know as disabled people as people with big traumas and challenges and physical day challenges we just kind of get on with it a lot seem to get on with it a lot better than a lot of people that seem to be struggling it just it kind of makes you realize that you know the fine things like if you're eating and breathing and alive and talking and that that is wonderful and beautiful in in and of itself and I kind of just want to it's it and it's made me yeah it's made me just want to be able to help other people considering what I've gone through and it's made me also want to raise awareness around dangerous driving because it's just such a it's a thing that just doesn't need to happen yeah that's, that's gonna a big like, one yeah it's gonna be like my lifelong calling I think is just to I think I'm going to try and go around to like schools and colleges and talk to young people and right, try and tackle it but it's just it's just a lot it's just a massive massive problem that just doesn't get enough attention I agree. Now, the driver was a drunk driver that hit you. Is that correct? Yeah. And, you know, it, it is a big problem. And this is a good way to help raise awareness. It, it's going to affect people for life and sometimes with their life. It's not a good thing. So how do you plan to advocate this in the world? Do you plan on podcasting, writing a book, speaking engagements, or all of the above? Uh, probably, yeah, all of the above. So at the moment, I've um, I'm writing a book. I'm right. So I started writing a blog. So that I was hit by a car in 2016. I started writing a blog in 2000. And, no, sorry, I was hit by a car in 2014. I started writing a blog in 2016 to try and make sense of what I was going through and to kind of communicate with the world that a lot of people kind of just thought I'd got back to normal like you can just get back to normal after that sort of thing and it became yeah. quite it became quite a big thing that I was frustrated that people didn't really understand what the struggle was like so, and I didn't particularly understand what I was going through so I started writing about it and then yeah I've, I've now I'm, I'm right I'm in the middle of writing a book which is going to be called thrown because my life was thrown off course and we were also we were thrown 50 meters into the park as we were hit by a car um I've started I've done a public speaking course I'm going to go try and do public speaking engagements raise awareness of it I'm just doing what I can to kind of try and help the world and also to help myself at the same time so how does how does this affect you still today it's been eight years so when you speak about it does it take you back to that incident and do you remember much about it other than waking up no I don't remember what happened I don't remember the day or the weeks before I am um, so I don't get flashbacks or painful memories which I'm very grateful for uh vaguely remember waking up I've kept falling in and out of consciousness because I had a subarachnoid hemorrhage which is a brain bleed brain bruise and a stroke on the brain um 
I've made peace with it. I've made the, the that's. I mean, I, it took me a very long time to make peace with it because I, I don't. I don't know how you accept that sort of tragedy that's thrown at you. Yeah. I don't know how you can be like, oh, okay, this has happened. I'll accept it and move on. So, but, but, but I am. I have made peace with it. Um. So I'm absolutely well. I was always fine to talk about it because it's such a big part of my life. It made sense for me not to be afraid or annoyed to have to talk about it because it's. It, I get asked all the time, especially when I'm in a wheelchair. People are like, "What happened?" And they make jokes like, "Did you do it in skiing, or did you do it in football, or did you fall down the stairs?" And it's just. It's not with the, I don't say so, say so just. If I would be really really angry, I think if I hadn't made peace with what had happened, to talk about it. And I don't want to live yeah. in anger. So, uh, I I really relate with that understanding because it took something from you, you know, and and you really can't put a value on that, and getting it back is impossible. So, rebuilding something that's comparable to it—that's kind of the essence of what we have to do when we deal with the traumatic injury, and it doesn't even have to be a tree. It can be just traumatic. Any and trauma. Yeah. Any trauma. That's right. I think it's really, really important to focus and understand the trauma that we've went through. Has this individual reached out with an apology at all to you? No. Oh. People, but people people asked me because it was two people that were drunk drive racing down the road for miles and they just happened at one point to lose control of the car and it crashed into the bus stop that we were at but um yeah people often ask about the drivers but but as a per I, as a person who's lost my oldest dearest friend and my ability to walk freely or have energy you have a I have chronic fatigue with brain injury I can't spend my life like focused on them I can't I can't I don't yeah and well that's I'm, good they're in I'm indifferent to them you know they they could they could if they ever did reach out which they're not going to about I, 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 nothing they can ever say will make up for it that's true and people are always like oh they need they deserve to die themselves or they deserve to be in jail forever and I'm just like I don't know. I don't know. You know, killing someone that's killed someone is just creating another, another, another murder, another killer. Like I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I don't really. Get my the solution for me is to just never focus on it and just folk worry about myself and helping other people rather than what the men were like that did it. I like that answer, and you know, we we often put focus on those individuals where they probably shouldn't get any focus but you know people like how to do we, blame someone yeah yeah how do we put focus on this can't go on anymore and you know really i've heard such things as is putting breathalyzers in every automobile is standard equipment uh, yeah, you sh really. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to drive unless you pass a breath breathalyzer in the car. That's one option. Yeah, yeah. 
but I mean, yeah, I, I, if that is a good technology that's reliable and it doesn't give you headaches, if, you know, you need your transportation. Yeah. I believe there has to be something done about this because, you know, I, I'm even guilty of in my past days getting behind the wheel and driving when I know I shouldn't have. Yeah, I, all, I tried. All, I tried not to. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. We're all good. Like, I, I would say that most people are guilty of breaking the rules of the road or the laws yes. of the road in some way, but no one ever really wants to admit it because it seems to be very much, I find it's difficult to talk about it because you want to say occasionally, you know, I didn't follow all the rules of the road. And then you'll have someone shout at you saying, well, you should, that kills people. That's not, and that, and that's not a helpful exchange. Right. Right. You know, I think you should. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Carry on. What you're well, saying. it's no, it's personal responsibility. I, I really think that if, if you are a responsible person and you weigh the dangers and the outcome of what if, it it really made me think and now i i won't drive when i'm drinking and if i know i'm drinking i'm going to put myself in a situation where i don't have to drive and i i make that a point it's a repeated conscious decision isn't it throughout all the time yes it's just you know unfortunately some people don't make that decision and that's because all yeah. of all of all of the things that happen on the road, that all of the crashes and collisions that happen on the road, they're generally because someone wasn't paying attention. It, it's not if we're all following. That's why I kind of I like the idea of driverless cars, just because I find it bizarre that we can drive cars <laughs> yeah. that go like that go way past a hundred miles an hour when the speed limit is below that anyway. Why can we race cars? You know, I don't think we should, as humans yeah. we should be given that that ability yeah the, at least go to a race track where it's isolated for that mm. purpose because you, you never know when a child or somebody's coming across the street on a bike or walking you know there's consequences every time you know you, you may think you're getting away with it but you're going to end up getting caught and going through a bunch of headache or killing or, someone yeah injuring someone or you'll just you know be one of the people that gets away with it that makes other people think they can all do it it's just encouraging people that's a good point mm. yes so so really it is about educating people and making people aware of the dangers and really it's like that scared straight program where you really need to see what's going on out there to, if to, you watch yeah. The, yeah if you watch the newscast about what happened to you and none of them thought you should have survived mm. and frankly you probably shouldn't have been here so really this is a good purpose for you to be here is advocating some sort of maybe autonomous cars or whatever to something yeah just addressing it, the issue yeah yeah a think tank getting it being thought about 
that's that's really the first step talking about it getting it to be known and we've known about it forever but yet we still are still here mm -hmm. allowing it to happen i agree you know you went through 70 plus minus hours of surgery because of this yeah and some of the sorry my most recent surgery was three weeks ago so it's eight years on i'm still having surgery <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's just crazy you know i understand about dealing with chronic pain because of surgeries how much pain do you still deal with because of what happened back then um so i have chronic nerve pain in my foot like it's say um the sciatic nerve my sciatic nerve was severed so i have and i've had my like little toe amputated since then so i have constant nerve pain throughout the day that medication doesn't really treat but yeah you know, it could be what it could always be worse so i just accept that um I have chronic fatigue, so I used to be able to run and walk and do lots of athletics things and stand on my feet for ages, and I never will be able to again. So it's like mourning that life as well. But and I, again, I, again, I don't really focus on the, the the hardships or the things that I struggle with because they end up just eating you alive if you just look at those. Yeah. So what do you do for entertainment now that is different from what you've done in the past for entertainment i think it was so i was hit by a car at 21 so i was just kind of just becoming a grown-up person like just learning how to do the world and it was all really very active and now i can't do lots of active things but so i just make a point to read as much as I can be just like learn as much as I can help people as much as I can and just savor all the beautiful things in life it's just everything's so so gorgeous and everything's so wonderful when you sit down and you watch it and you just see the world happening and it's amazing that it works and that we're alive in this instant I just appreciation is just what one of the things I do all the time yeah. So you, you lost your best friend, you know, that's hard to think about. How, how has this affected your friendships and acquaintance, even with your family? Yeah, it's, it's, she was, she was the closest person in my life and she was my oldest friend. And I just, and I, I was bullied in school, so I didn't really have many really other friends. And I just, it's made me quite closed off and like put the shields up and protective. I just, it, it's hard to relate to people that like, so I'm meeting people now and they meet, you know, I make friends with like, so I mean, I'm, I'm, 29 I make friends with people that no one really seems to have the time to support each other as much as you know an old friend has the time for you but all these new people just are so busy with their own problems that it's quite hard to um to rely on other people yeah yeah mm -hmm. that's that's something else so Harriet what what do you want the world to really understand about you and what you've went through 
after everything that I've gone through and that I went through that day and everything that I've gone through since then and it's been a lot a lot of different challenges just thrown at me the the main thing I just take away from it is just keep going it just the, the joy that I feel now particularly like it's so it's I just I feel, it feels so beautiful to be alive just just and I've had massive periods of depression where I couldn't function. I thought I had to die to escape the pain and I've made it through that. And I'm working to to support people that are suicidal just to help. Like there is always, there is always hope. There is always keep going is my overall message. Yeah. So is there any groups that you're associated with and you attend right now uh well at the moment so most the most recent one is that i've i'm just signed up to do a fundraiser for november it's just the only i'm just looking at i got the t-shirt came through today so i'm just supporting samaritans which is just uh their their mission is to have is to reduce the amount of suicides that's their mission to so support people that are considering taking their own lives so that's that's my latest um charity that i'm supporting I, I i like to support a few different ones and depends where i am and what's calling to me and what i what i see my friends struggling with the most i just yeah yeah you know i'm learning to do that myself right now is uh reassociate myself and crowds are very hard for me you know I, it's mm-hmm. all right I don't freak out or anything but, but I feel hard. very uncomfortable yeah they're hard yeah. you know because I, I still have that sense of well I'm different yeah you know it, it, it's and weird that, that I even feel that way do, that you, do be... you feel that way yeah I, but I just I make a point I make a point to talk about how I feel as much as possible or write it out and just get it out because I find if you don't if you keep it all inside I mean it makes you feel even more sharp and separate doesn't it so yes yeah that's that's a good word of wisdom right there if if you keep it in it's just going to make it build and get worse so I'm a good example of that because I kept it in for five years and then I just thought I just put my head down didn't really talk about how hard it was just tried to carry on and then I got so mentally ill that I thought I was dead and I thought I was living in hell and I I developed a really really severe mental illness that I now that I live alongside now that if you don't let it out it'll come out of you somehow (laughs) yeah yeah so so I, I know that you've had bouts of psychosis and this comes out of this injury and accident. Mm-hmm. I, I really understand that kind of because just the mental torture and that traumatic experience, it, it does affect your health in many ways. I, I Explain to us how that occurs and why and how it just happened. How what occurs? This bouts of psychosis with you, it's 
it's a mental health disorder, but mm-hmm. it's onset is because of your injury. Yeah. How did that happen? But it took a while. Yeah, it took a while for that to transpire. How, how did that happen? Yeah, well, I, I learned, I've learned quite, so I found one thing particularly when, when suffering with mental health issues or, ment- or mental illnesses, one thing that's really good to do is to educate yourself on yes. the, 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 um, the, the diagnosis or the symptoms that you have. So I've learned that, I, and I did a course on psychosis that, that was saying that often something can happen really really traumatic and then it takes five years for the psychosis to develop I don't know I don't know the logic behind that but uh, but mine was exactly five years later and I just I'd spent the I'd spent well I survived something I shouldn't have so I spent five years saying I don't know how I'm alive like like, if you get hit by a car if you get hit by a car at 40 miles an hour there is a 90% chance you will die now I got hit by a car at 101 miles an hour and didn't die I and and so I just kept telling that myself and I just I, I told myself that all my injuries were specific to me my brain injury and my physical injuries and my life and my challenges were all just me and no one else knew what I felt like and no one could relate to the pain and that ended up making me really really detached and really really depressed and really like detached from reality I started to see reality as just I yeah. saw the, the I saw the misery everywhere because that's all I could feel and then I convinced myself it was hell it was and then convinced myself I was already dead, and you start getting just warped thoughts. But um, no, I don't know if that answers your question. Is how I got there. Yeah, but yeah, well, that yeah. answered it very well, Harriet. I, I understand that you know, feeling those feelings can really make our mind, which kind of controls itself, it seems, mm. just. Uh, will take us in places so my point behind this is going back to the drunk driving thing ripples in life matter Mm -hmm. it will always affect somebody by the choices that we make so choices that we make should be choices that are going to make good ripple effects when they that should, ripple hits somebody yeah the choices you make should be in line with your values and just, you know treat people yes. as you'd want to be treated and and just put positivity and put good thoughts and you know put goodness into the world and if yes. someone's struggling yes. offer them a space to talk about it you know all that it, it's yep. just we need we need more people to look out for each other I think is the overall thing yeah uh, it's Gandhi uh, be be the change you want to see in the world mm-hmm. and and really that's that's what we all need to be yeah so any and call the- to action for our listeners today Harriet well, yeah, the the main one again is that if you're struggling with something, just please talk to someone about it. And all right, yeah, it, it's 
just please let it out or if you can't talk to someone write about it or just like express it somewhere just get it out of your system because that that's 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 life-saving yes it is mm -hmm. uh, i believe that so how can people get a hold of you and connect with you um they can find me on twitter i've got a I'm on just at Harriet Barnsley and they can find me on my blog, which is this too shall pass 464. But if you type Harriet Barnsley into Google, it should come up with those things. Harriet, I can't wait for a book on this and more so a podcast. I would love to hear a podcast on all of this, you know, okay. so think about more ways to get out there and do what you're doing. It matters. And I thank you so much for doing that and much more for being here today with me on the dead America podcast. Thank you very much. No, I like the idea of a podcast. It's not a bad idea, but yeah, thank you very much for having me on yours. Yes. I, I, I think you'd do a good job on podcasting and it's a great way to connect with people. We need much more of that in our world today conversations and stories let's change the world yeah let's connect i love it that's right mm -hmm. i love it thank you harriet have a good day thank you bye thank you for joining us today if you found this podcast enlightening entertaining educational in any way please share like subscribe and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.